0: Hi, folks, David Bozell for America. We are thrilled to have Myra Flores on the program today. Um, She's in a dead heat race. She's coming up on the final weekend. I know she's jumping in between rallies and door knocking and getting out every vote that she can. Uh, Texas 34. Myra, thanks so much for coming on the For America show. Appreciate it.
1: No, thank you so much for having me and allowing me to be here.
0: Um, Tell us about the pulse of the race uh, as it stands the weekend before uh, the big day on Tuesday.
1: Well, we're feeling very good about everything that we're doing. I'm very confident in my team. We're knocking thousands and thousands of doors um, every single day. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've actually knocked over 200,000 doors. And we've made over a million million phone calls (laughs) <laughs> Going into like the
0: Gulf of Mexico at that point like every door you can find
1: <laughs> every door that's right we're knocking every door cool. democrat republican independent doesn't matter it's important that they hear our concerns you know that they hear that we hear their concerns and that they know what we stand for and that's the reason why we're winning yeah because we're taking the time to listen to all people uh to the American people and and the- that's what we're about. So we're very confident that we'll win a re-election next week.
0: So, so I was boning up on some research um, this morning. I saw something that I hadn't seen previously reported, but I, and I know it's true because because your opponent, Congressman Gonzalez, admitted it earlier this summer. He pays a blogger to write a hit piece about you, in which he calls this author calls you, and and it sounds pretty racist to me calls you Miss Freeholdis, which is translated to be beans, in case people haven't figured that one out, um, Miss Enchiladas, which I don't think that we need a translation for that, and a cotton-picking liar, which was a which was a huge dig because you grew, your childhood was spent picking cotton. Um, I know Congressman Gonzalez, I guess, copped to it and fired the guy. I'm just genuinely curious. Did he ever call you to apologize for that? personally
1: he never he never apologized and i asked him to apologize not necessarily to me but to apologize to the community the community that he also insulted by hiring that blogger um but you know we keep moving forward um it just shows how weak and scared he is um you know
0: my word you you, know it's if I know anything about like your Border Patrol husband, I, I'm sure he'd he'd he wanted to do something that they probably couldn't do. On- <laughs> but but the guy, hey, he's coward, he's that's he's right. I mean, for for him, for his staff to be saying stuff like that in this day and age, um, total coward. And
1: for him to get away with it. Right. You know, yeah. he gets away with it. Why? Because he's a Democrat. You know, racism exists everywhere. Doesn't matter, you know, what political. You know, party uh, you're in, or it doesn't matter your background, right? Racism right. exists everywhere, and that's who he is. He right. he showed racism by you know disrespecting uh, my culture. He always he also also said that you know he's more qualified because he was born in Texas and I was born in Mexico. Yeah. and you know it's it's crazy because they say that they're for immigrants. I'm right. an immigrant. They, they say they're for women. I'm a woman. They say they're for mothers. I'm a mother. But yet, I only get but disrespect and hate from him and his party.
0: Uh, totally cowardly act. Um, uh, And no surprise that the national apparatus of the DNC wouldn't call him out uh, and wouldn't hold him to account. And God bless you for doing it. Uh, and God bless you for you know, taking the high road. Uh, you didn't deserve it. Um, So you got four kids. Your husband's a Border Patrol agent. What compelled you? To get into this circus, um, uh, I mean, I, I'm 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 astonished. I mean, you you became a U.S. citizen at 14. So tell the audience about that process, um, if you can, because I don't think a lot of people know what it's like to be a teenager converting your national, you know, becoming <laughs> a United States citizen. So so how how difficult was that? What led to that decision?
1: Well, yeah, I was blessed to come here to United States when I was six years old. My, my father was an American citizen, so he was able to file for us to come here uh, to United okay. States. And okay. because he was an American, he was also able to file for us to get our naturalization as well. But he didn't file that till I was a, a teenager. And okay. that's how we were able to obtain our naturalization because he was an American when we were, we were born in, in Mexico.
0: Okay. Okay. So yes. <laughs> fast forward you win the special election in Texas 15 um and you're running now in this redrawn Texas 34. Um you win the you win the special election and then you you apply for admittance into the Hispanic Congressional Hispanic caucus, <laughs> You're barred. That's right. Which I'm I'm thinking I guess it's easier to become a naturalized citizen at 14 than it is for a Hispanic to join the <laughs> congressional Hispanic Caucus, and just the, the juxtaposition of that is kind of crazy to me. What's the inside skinny on that? How did how did who, I want you to name names? Who barred you from joining the congressional Hispanic Caucus?
1: Well, I'm not going to name you a specific name because I believe that it's all of them okay. um, that didn't allow me to join the Hispanic Caucus, but. I guess me being born in Mexico and becoming the first Mexican-born congresswoman ever elected in Congress wasn't good enough for them. But it's because I don't stand on the far-left values. See, I was raised with strong conservative values, so I always put God and family first. They stand against that.
0: Right, right
1: they have abandoned completely the hispanic community values they have abandoned the american values completely to cater to the far left that does not stand on god family and country Mm -hmm. and i thought it was just a great idea to join and work together because let's be real how do we get things done by working together bipartisan let's focus on what we agree on not what we disagree um but they're not willing to even have a conversation and which is very concerning because it weakens us as a country yeah. when we're not talking to each other, right. you know, so it, it's very important that moving forward, we try to work together, you know, China and Russia, they they're enjoying this division amongst us because it weakens us as a country, you know, at the end of the day, we're Americans. Yes. We, think differently, but let's get together and work on the things that we agree on. I mean, we should all want a better economy. Right. We should all want to reduce inflation. We sure. should all want border security. Since when did this become political? It's, it's really sad that you see them putting their political party first and not what's best for the American people.
0: Well, when you get in there, just when you get when you get back into Washington, just start your own. Start your own new hispanic congressional caucus <laughs> and invite them and pub and be and be public about it. um we endorsed you long ago because we were enamored with your with your dedication to the pro- life cause now i'm 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 curious Absolutely. Are you a, are you a convert to pro to the pro- life position or did that come instinctively for you?
1: Yeah, it's just something that i it was something in me like I, we've always we've raised that way. Okay. Um, I don't know any other way, to be honest with you. Um, my my parents, my grandparents were raised with those with those values. Yeah. Um, to always uh, respect, you know, human life. Right, right. But but it's really sad how extreme you know they have become. I as soon as I got elected, you know, my opponent voted for abortion up to nine months with no restrictions. Incredible. It, it's it, it's heartbreaking to see that there is no respect for human life. And that's what we need. We need to raise a generation. We need to raise our children to be respectful of human life. It, it's very sad to, to see what, what's happening in, in, a, in our country, how extreme. I never thought in my life that you, know, you would see hundreds of of people on the Democrat Party voting for abortion up to nine months with no restrictions. It it, it really is heartbreaking. I, oh. I remember seeing those numbers and just thinking, you know, God forgive us.
0: It's it's wild to have to watch the Democrat position change from in the 90s it was you know safe, legal and rare about abortion to abortion on demand without restriction at any age for any reason um at any time during their pregnancy without any parental involvement and oh by the way the united states taxpayer has to fund all of it um that is i think well I, it's what they voted on essentially uh after the Dobbs mm-hmm. decision what has the have you seen the discernible impact on the ground as it relates to the dob decision um in texas 34 i mean is this are our constituents in Texas 34 running up and down the streets saying i i got to i got to go you know vote for my abortion today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No, not not at all. It is just it's not who we are. My district is 90% actually, you know, Hispanic. Is the number one district with the highest Hispanic population. Okay. Um and the majority of the people in our district, they are pro-life. Yeah. And no, they do not support, you know, these extreme laws of nine months with with no restrictions um i'm blessed to to represent and stand you know in in this district that you know respects human life and and no it's it's not something that, that concerns us every day we're waking up concerned of how we're going to pay our bills how we're going to yeah. pay our light bill you yeah. know our or groceries or gas you know everyday needs kitchen table issues the things that are impacting us every single day the economy inflation the border these are the top three issues that are important in my district and that's what i'm focused on because the democrat party wants us to get distracted and wants us to focus on social issues yeah. uh, and not focus on what's important in our district
0: give us a sense of the border in texas 34
1: it's, it's just out of control you
0: see things on fox and i mean i've been to del rio and we've seen, you know, Fox has been in Del Rio primarily, and flying over Eagle Pass primarily, and some in Arizona, Texas. Thirty-four is is east of all that. So, give us a sense of of as it compares to what they might see on their nightly news.
1: Well, it's worse it's worse what you see on tv the the reality unfortunately it is, is worse and we are at max capacity right now our, our border patrol agents are exhausted they're tired they're focused on you know the women and children coming in um that by the way have been abused and raped through that dangerous journey um these people are having to pay the cartel thousands of dollars cross illegally into our country and our border patrol agents are focused in that and not able to stop the amount of drugs that are coming in into our country like fentanyl that is killing an average of 300 americans per day so it's it's very concerning um, to see what's happening at the border because it shouldn't be political we should all want border security close to a thousand immigrants have already died under this administration if they cared about immigrants they would focus on the legal process, and stop encouraging people to come here illegally, knowing the dangers, knowing what they're going to go through. There's good people wanting to come here. But there's also bad people wanting to come here too. So it's important that we secure the border, and that we improve the legal process so we can allow the good people that want to come here that want to work hard for the American dream. But let's focus on legal immigration.
0: When I was down there, when I was, t- I was talking to uh, uh, Monica de la Cruz uh, yesterday, and when I was in Del Rio, I saw a little girl, four or five years old, maybe six years old. She crosses the river with with whom I with someone who I think is her mother, but no one was really sure. Um, she has no idea what's going on around her. She has no idea why she's crossing this river. She gets to the our side of the border. Um, she's as happy, as innocent as any little creature you could have ever have imagined. Um, she's kind of singing. And and the agents who were giving us this tour said, you know, better than even chance uh, that she was raped multiple times along the way. And she's, she couldn't have been more than five, six years old. And it just, it is, um, it's sick to me that the Democrats in this administration—I mean, it—it it insults my intelligence when you when when someone you know, Kamala Harris is the borders are, and then you she's never been there, right? I mean, she's never even set one foot uh, within within a country mile of the problem. Um, they're not interested in solving the problem. How active are you going to be? Uh, you had a short stint from I guess May June, uh, winning that special election. Uh, you're going to be serving a full tier term here, hopefully. How active are you going to be pressuring uh, the Biden administration as it, uh, the the remainder of it uh, to, to fix this problem for once and for all?
1: This is very personal to me. You know, I, I, someone who who lives here in the southern border. So we are going to be putting a lot of pressure on this administration. I believe we should impeach Mayorkas. He does not deserve to be in that position. We need to send a strong message. And by us impeaching him, that is sending a strong message. We need border security, not only to protect the American people, but to protect these children that we're talking about, to protect immigrants as well. You know, this, Humanitarian crisis doesn't help anyone, but the cartels, they're making millions of billions of dollars. We need to stop, you know, giving them this amount of money with our policies because this administration is encouraging with our policies to bring these people illegally, right? So we need to bring back the policies that we're working. We need to defund these criminal organizations. And the only way to do it is by securing the border. And let's secure the border and focus on legal immigration. I mean, this is a win-win for everyone. It's best for the American people. It's best for immigrants as well. No one wants to see this humanitarian crisis. No one wants to see these children going through abuse. And it is time to put what's best for the American people and not what's best for a political party and this administration continues to only care about themselves and their political agenda and not what's best for us It's very it's very frustrating that's why it's so important for us to win a re-election next week and for us to take back the house
0: um explain there hasn't been a lot everyone's picking up on the fact that hispanics the latino vote has has moved rightward Try to explain for us the why. Uh, everyone sees the numbers. Some of some people would suggest that it kind of started with Trump, and and there was a Machismo factor. But I, I think that's too much of, it's too simple of an explanation. Um, what's your theory for why Hispanics? And frankly, I don't think it's hyperbole to suggest that Hispanics moving rightward, moving toward the Republican Party, has essentially saved the Republican Party. Uh, that the Republican party was at risk of mm-hmm. folding shop uh, and, and just <laughs> being extinguished. And had it not been f- for Hispanics coming online and saying, you know, these, these cultural issues and these economic issues, you know, we're, we are, our, our stars are aligned more than maybe, maybe the Republican old guard realized. So explain, <laughs> explain how the transformation um, or I'm assuming there's a transformation that Hispanics were Democrats and they've converted, but perhaps maybe there's more more to that than I realize.
1: Well, we've always been conservative. That's a fact. Mm. We've always been all about God, family, and hard work. Our values have always aligned with the Republican Party. The problem was that... before 2020, the Republican Party was not investing in the Hispanic community here in South Texas, but the Democrat Party also took us for granted. The Democrat the Democrat Party did nothing to earn our vote. They thought that because they were his, you know, Democrats, no matter what they did or did not do, that we would always vote for them. Yeah. So we worked very hard prior to 2020 uh, myself to tell the community community, what each party stood for. This is what the Republican Party stands for. This is what the Democrat Party stands for. And once it would see the information, they realize that their values align with the Republican Party. And we worked really hard to show the Republican Party, hey, invest in the Hispanic community, you don't have to convince us to be conservative, that is who we are, it's in our DNA. And we were able to show them that in 2020, with that shift And now the Republican Party has invested in in South Texas, the RNC, the NRCC. I mean, so many uh, groups, you know, like ourselves have invested here in in South Texas, in the Hispanic community, which gives us the opportunity to spread the conservative message throughout the district. I mean, I was the first uh, Republican congressional candidate to run Spanish commercials ever. You know, so. And that's because I had the, the funding
0: mm-hmm. and
1: God, you know, God was able to help us. And I thank everyone who, you know, helped us raise the funds that we needed to be on TV, also to do mailers in Spanish and English uh, as well. So it's it's because of the funding that we have been able to convince so many people that, hey, the values that you stand for are with the Republican Party. Um, So it's so important to have, you know, the right person as well. People resonate with my message. I was born in Mexico. Many people from my district were also either born in Mexico or their parents were born in Mexico. So we share that American dream story. So we resonate with each other. I resonate with them. They resonate with me. You know, we're just meant to be. (laughs) We're just just meant to be, you know, so it, it helps.
0: I I I. you should have no problem demanding a seat at the head table because I I don't think it's hyperbole to suggest that the Hispanic vote in the last couple of cycles has saved the Republican Party um, and and has given the Republican Party purpose. Uh, I mean, uh, without naming names, Mitch McConnell, who who has decided that he wanted to run on no agenda at all and that he was quite public about announcing that he would have an agenda if and when they won Um, you all uh, your candidacy has, has been a beacon for others to be aggressive about your value system and aggressively public about your value system. Last one for me, you've got uh, dozens and dozens and dozens more doors to knock. Um, You're one of the few Republicans to and I shouldn't say just one of the one of the few, but uh uh you you're showing some of these old fogies how to use digital communications well. Uh, you're a rising <laughs> star. You take it. Your date. You take your digital communications seriously. It's how we kind of discovered you because we take. I mean, these are free platforms and the the biggest communication vehicles that man has ever created. So, might as well use them. Um, That's right. <laughs> if, if you're Elon Musk for for a day. Uh, you're an avid Twitter user. You're an avid social media user. What would you do, uh, to sort of, I mean, what what would what would what would you do if you're if you were Elon right now?
1: <laughs> well, I'd, honestly, I wouldn't know how to answer that question. I, Elon Musk has done a lot for our, our district. He's you know SpaceX is in my district, so he's provided oh, yes. you know yeah he's provided thousands and thousands of jobs. Do you offer he offered you a ride. You know, I've never met him. I've never spoken oh. to him. I'm just very grateful that, you know, he's invested in, in my district because he's, again, providing thousands of jobs. And those people are, are able to provide to themselves and, and their families. And he continues to to invest in, in our district. And now I'm encouraging him to bring Twitter to I, Texas 34. I
0: saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Let's that would go. Be, so that would if I was Elon Musk,
1: I would that's why right. if I was Elon Musk, I would bring Twitter to Harlingen, Bronzeville, sure. West Laco. Yeah.
0: Sure. You hear that? You hear that, yeah. Texas thirty-four? Vote, <laughs> vote Myra. To bring Twitter and jobs and an economy and that's right. Everything to Texas. That's 34. right. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I know you have you have to get at it. Um good luck. I know it's a thank you so deal. much. Every door knock counts phone call counts vote counts texas 34 make it happen okay myra flores thank you so much for joining us
1: thank you and god bless you
0: god bless you have a blessed day